Chapter 18, Part 2 of A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life by William Law. Chapter 18, Part 2 showing how the education which men generally receive in their youth makes the doctrines of humility difficult to be practiced the spirit of a better education represented in the character of paternus you see my son this wide and large firmament over our heads where the sun and moon and all the stars appear in their turns if you were to be carried up to any of these bodies at this vast distance from us you would still discover others much above you, as the stars that you see here are above the earth. Were you to go up or down, east or west, north or south, you would find the same height without any top, and the same depth without any bottom. And yet, my child, so great is God, that all these bodies added together are but as a grain of sand in His sight. And yet you, are as much the care of this great God and Father of all worlds and all spirits, as if he had no son but you, or there was no creature for him to love and protect but you alone. He numbers the hairs of your head, watches over you, sleeping and waking, and has preserved you from a thousand dangers which neither you nor I know anything of. How poor my power is, and how little I am able to do for you, you have often seen. Your late sickness has shown you how little I could do for you in that state, and the frequent pains of your head are plain proofs that I have no power to remove them. I can bring you food and medicines, but have no power to turn them into your relief and nourishment. It is God alone that can do this for you. Therefore, my child, fear and worship and love God. Your eyes indeed cannot yet see Him, but all things that you see are so many marks of his power and presence, and he is nearer to you than anything that you can see. Take him for your Lord, and Father, and Friend. Look up unto him as the fountain and cause of all the good that you have received through my hands, and reverence me only as the bearer and minister of God's good things unto you, and he that blessed my Father before I was born will bless you when I am dead. Your youth and little mind is only yet acquainted with my family, and therefore you think there is no happiness out of it. But, my child, you belong to a greater family than mine. You are a young member of the family of this Almighty Father of all nations, who has created infinite orders of angels, and numberless generations of men, to be fellow members of one and the same society in heaven. You do well to reverence and obey my authority, because God has given me power over you, to bring you up in his fear, and to do for you as the holy fathers recorded in the scriptures did for their children, who are now in rest and peace with God. I shall in a short time die, and leave you to God in yourself, and, if God forgiveth my sins, I shall go to his Son Jesus Christ, and live amongst patriarchs and prophets, saints and martyrs, where I shall pray for you and hope for your safe arrival at the same place. Therefore, my child, meditate on these great things, and your soul will soon grow great and noble by so meditating upon them. 
let your thoughts often leave these gardens these fields and farms to contemplate god and heaven to consider upon the angels and the spirits of good men living in light and glory as you have been used to look to me in all your actions and have been afraid to do anything unless you first knew my will so let it now be a rule of your life to look up to god in all your actions to do everything in his fear and to abstain from everything that is not according to his will bear him always in your mind teach your thoughts to reverence him in every place for there is no place where he is not god keepeth a book of life wherein all the actions of all men are written and your name is there my child and when you die this book will be laid open before men and angels and according as your actions are there found you will either be received to the happiness of those holy men who have died before you or be turned away amongst wicked spirits that are never to see god any more never forget this book my son for it is written it must be opened you must see it and you must be tried by it strive therefore to fill it with your good deeds that the handwriting of god may not appear against you god my child is all love and wisdom and goodness and everything that he has made and every action that he does is the effect of them all therefore you cannot please god but so far as you strive to walk in love wisdom and goodness as all wisdom love and goodness proceed from god so nothing but love wisdom and goodness can lead to god when you love that which god loves you act with him you join yourself to him and when you love what he dislikes then you oppose him and you separate yourself from him this is the true and right way think what god loves and do you love it with all your heart first of all my child worship and adore god think of him magnificently speak of him reverently magnify his providence adore his power frequent his service and pray unto him frequently and constantly next to this love your neighbor which is all mankind with such tenderness and affection as you love yourself think how god loves all mankind how merciful he is to them how tender he is of them how carefully he preserves them and then strive to love the world as god loves it god would have all men to be happy therefore do you will and desire the same all men are great instances of divine love therefore let all men be instances of your love but above all my son mark this never do anything through strife or envy or emulation or vainglory never do anything in order to excel other people but in order to please god and because it is his will that you should do everything in the best manner that you can for if it is once a pleasure to you to excel other people it will by degrees be a pleasure to you to see other people not so good as yourself banish therefore every thought of self-pride and self-distinction and accustom yourself to rejoice in all the excellencies and perfections of your fellow-creatures and be as glad to see any of their good actions as your own for as god is as well pleased with their well-doings as with yours 
so you ought to desire that everything that is wise and holy and good may be performed in as high a manner by other people as by yourself let this therefore be your only motive and spur to all good actions honest industry and business to do everything in as perfect and excellent a manner as you can for this only reason because it is pleasing to god who desires your perfection and writes all your actions in a book when i am dead my son you will be master of all my estate which will be a great deal more than the necessities of one family require therefore as you are to be charitable to the souls of men and wish them the same happiness with you in heaven so be charitable to their bodies and endeavor to make them as happy as you upon earth as god has created all things for the common good of all men so let that part of them which has fallen to your share be employed as god would have all employed for the common good of all do good my son first of all to those that most deserve it but remember to do good to all the greatest sinners receive daily instances of god's goodness towards them he nourishes and preserves them that they may repent and return to him do you therefore imitate god and think no one too bad to receive your relief and kindness when you see that he wants it i am teaching you latin and greek not that you should desire to be a great critic a fine poet or an eloquent orator i would not have your heart feel any of these desires for the desire of these accomplishments is a vanity of the mind and the masters of them are generally vain men for the desire of anything that is not a real good lessens the application of the mind after that which is so but i teach you these languages that at proper times you may look into the history of past ages and learn the methods of god's providence over the world that reading the writings of the ancient sages you may see how wisdom and virtue have been the praise of great men of all ages and fortify your mind by these wise sayings let truth and plainness therefore be the only ornament of your language and study nothing but how to think of all things as they deserve to choose everything that is best to live according to reason and order and to act in every part of your life in conformity to the will of god study how to fill your heart full of the love of god and the love of your neighbor and then be content to be no deeper a scholar no finer a gentleman than these tempers will make you as true religion is nothing else but simple nature governed by right reason so it loves and requires great plainness and simplicity of life therefore avoid all superfluous shows of finery and equipage and let your house be plainly furnished with moderate conveniences do not consider what your estate can afford but what right reason requires let your dress be sober clean and modest not to set out the beauty of your person but to declare the sobriety of your mind that your outward garb may resemble the inward plainness and simplicity of your heart for it is highly reasonable that you should be one man all of a piece and appear outwardly such as you are inwardly as to your meat and drink in them observe the highest rules of christian temperance and sobriety consider your body only as the servant and minister of your soul and only so nourish it as it may best perform an humble and obedient service to it 
but my son observe this as a most principal thing which i shall remember you as long as i live with you hate and despise all human glory for it is nothing else but human folly it is the greatest snare and the greatest betrayer that you can possibly admit into your heart love humility in all its instances practice it in all its parts for it is the noblest state of the soul of man it will set your heart and affections right towards god and fill you with every temper that is tender and affectionate towards men let every day therefore be a day of humility condescend to all the weaknesses and infirmities of your fellow creatures cover their frailties love their excellencies encourage their virtues relieve their wants rejoice in their prosperities compassionate their distress receive their friendship overlook their unkindness forgive their malice be a servant of servants and condescend to do the lowest offices to the lowest of mankind aspire after nothing but your own purity and perfection and have no ambition but to do everything in so reasonable and religious a manner that you may be glad that god is everywhere present and sees and observes all your actions the greatest trial of humility is an humble behavior towards your equals in age estate and condition of life therefore be careful of all the motions of your heart towards these people let all your behavior towards them be governed by unfeigned love have no desire to put any of your equals below you nor any anger at those that would put themselves above you if they are proud they are ill of a very bad distemper let them therefore have your tender pity and perhaps your meekness may prove an occasion of their cure but if your humility should do them no good it will however be the greatest good that you can do to yourself remember that there is but one man in the world with whom you are to have perpetual contention and be always striving to exceed him and that is yourself the time of practicing these precepts my child will soon be over with you the world will soon slip through your hands or rather you will soon slip through it it seems but the other day since i received these same instructions from my dear father that i am now leaving with you and the god that gave me ears to hear and a heart to receive what my father said to me will i hope give you grace to love and follow the same instructions thus did paternus educate his son can any one now think that such an education as this would weaken and deject the minds of young people and deprive the world of any worthy and reasonable labors it is so far from that that there is nothing so likely to ennoble and exalt the mind and prepare it for the most heroical exercise of all virtues for who will say that a love of god a desire of pleasing him a love of our neighbor a love of truth of reason and virtue a contemplation of eternity and the rewards of piety are not stronger motives to great and good actions than a little uncertain popular praise on the other hand there is nothing in reality that more weakens the mind and reduces it to meanness and slavery nothing that makes it less master of its own actions or less capable of following reason than a love of praise and honor for 
as praise and honor are often given to things and persons where they are not due as that is generally most praised and honored that most gratifies the humors fashions and vicious tempers of the world so he that acts upon the desire of praise and applause must part with every other principle he must say black is white put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter and do the meanest basest things in order to be applauded for in a corrupt world as this is worthy actions are only to be supported by their own worth where instead of being praised and honored they are most often reproached and persecuted so that to educate children upon a motive of emulation or a desire of glory in a world where glory itself is false and most commonly given wrongly is to destroy the natural integrity and fortitude of their minds and give them a bias which will oftener carry them to base and mean than to great and worthy actions end of chapter eighteen part two recording by robert hoffman